country of mauritius we love featuring island countries which i'm not supposed to say but we do love featuring island countries it makes one think of beaches blue water vivid mm. greens seafood just as some mm-hmm. of us move into winter uh, don't don't say the w word oh, what's sorry. wrong with you okay if you say the word it will come it makes if you one ignore think it, of it'll go away beaches blue water vivid mm-hmm. greens and mm-hmm. seafood mm-hmm. okay exactly vacation things uh, and this is our what fourth island country i think at least the fourth yeah we've done quite a few anyway uh now our proverb from mauritius goes like this when the head is too big it cannot dodge blows okay guys if you're if you let your head swell like a massive balloon filled with helium when somebody throws a stone in your general vicinity it hits you Kapow. in fact as they say on his show that uh, we've been watching recently, mm-hmm. don't be smelling of arrogance. Yeah, don't smell of arrogance. <laughs> <laughs> Make so sure they are, can't smell the arrogance. If you are smelling of so arrogance, yeah. any visa denial will hit you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we, we've, we've really been binging on the show called Visa and Arrival. It's hilarious. Wait, that, that, okay. Yeah. Are they paying us? That's true. In fact, we have been binging on this show. We're not saying the name. Forget <laughs> the name we just said. Forget yeah, it. Yeah, you didn't hear it. You didn't hear it from us. <laughs> it was really funny. But forget the name. They're not paying us yet. <laughs> if you want to pay us, we'll accept. Thank you. <laughs> right? Okay. So, let's tell you a little bit. After you guys pay us, we will really accept money in any way, shape, or form. Thank you very much. But... Going back to our regular show, we can tell you a little bit about the country first. It's called Mauritius. It is an island nation off the southeast coast of the African continent. It is small and even further east of Madagascar and some maps don't even show it. It was hard. I'm not kidding. Like Because I think it's because Mm -hmm. they're drawn to scale. It's so small because I was looking at the map. I was like, where is Mauritius? And then I found another map and it was so small. Like I couldn't find it in the first map. So I, I don't know what's going on there. Let's cancel those map makers. Let's, you know, this okay. 2021. You, you should representation. Have. Representation yeah. matters. Yeah. Anyway, it is made up of three islands. St. Brandon, Algalega, and Mauritius. So, one of the islands has the same name as the country itself. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Share it with your friends. <laughs> Over the last few centuries, Mauritius was inhabited by French and Dutch settlers, and also Indians and Africans from other parts of the continent. Because of this... Mauritius has a big mix of ethnicities. Most people have Indian, French, and African descent. The population of Mauritius is about 1.2 million as of 2019. The capital city is Port Louis, or Port Louis, and Port Louis is on the island of Mauritius. Remember when we said there is an island called Mauritius that's part of the country, Mauritius? Um, English and French are the official languages in Mauritius, but other languages like Mauritian Creole and Bajpuri are spoken as well. So... We talked about how ethnically diverse Mauritius is, right? All of that definitely spilled into the cuisine. You can see a mix of French, Indian, African, and even Chinese influences because Chinese and European people make up a part of the population today. You can find samosas, curries, rotis, biryani. Local food can be anything from croissants and baguettes to food like noodles, black bean sauce, and even spring rolls. From the Creole side of things, there's vindaye. This is a spicy deep-fried fish. And there's a stewed chicken dish called chicken salmi. Mm-hmm. 
Now, for our feature dish, there were many options to choose from, as you can imagine, based on what we've just said. Uh, well, we picked one that seems to be a Mauritian favorite and a classic, and that is rugai. Mm-hmm. Rugai is a spicy tomato-based stew. So when I saw this, I was like, hmm, what else can go with this? Because I don't want to make just a stew, right? You have to mm-hmm. eat it with something. Yeah. I don't want to eat rice, and I don't think that's right. Mm-hmm. And we found that you can eat it with a flatbread called farata. So farata is makes you think of a roti... Sometimes a naan, but farata is thin and flakier. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, let's be ambitious. Let's make faratas as well, flatbread. And then I started looking into farata. I found out you could eat farata with a lima bean dish called gropois. So I was like, okay, well, let's make all three. So you're getting three for one, people. <laughs> three for one discounts. <laughs> okay. Rogai is a red stew because the main ingredient is tomatoes. We added spiced sausages to make it sausage rugai. Gropois is yellowish, kind of like a darkish yellow sauce with beans. Right? Would you say darkish yellow? Uh, or brownish? I think brownish it, yellow. I think maybe brown. Yeah. Yeah, brownish yellow sauce with I, beans. Yeah, I, I saw think. different colors. Some were yellowish, some were brown. And, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's tell you a little bit about how we made this. So, like we said, rugai is tomato based. For this, I needed some Creole sausages. I didn't have that, so I just got smoked sausages and made like a quick Creole seasoning. Or whatever you want to call it, Creole seasoning, garlic, onion powder, a bunch of stuff. Just season the sausages. You need onions, fresh tomatoes, which could be diced, or you can get a can of tomatoes. You need some garlic, some ginger, or fresh ginger or ginger paste, some fresh thyme, spring onions, chilies, cilantro. And basically what you want to do to make a rugai is you first fry the sausages and then remove them. And then you saute the onions, the ginger, the garlic, the peppers, thyme, all of that. You put the thyme in whole. And just kind of saute for a while. After about three minutes, you add the chopped tomatoes and the salt. And then you turn, cook for about 25 minutes. Uh, Depending on how saucy, I guess, or thick you want it, you can add water. I added a little bit of water, especially because I used fresh tomatoes and not the canned one. And total cooking time, I think, would be about a half hour. Then I added the sausages back and cooked them for about two minutes. And then you chop up some cilantro and you toss it into the sauce at the last minute. And you're good to go. Now, for the farata, you need flour, oil, and water. And that's pretty much it. You make a dough. It's I'll go into more detail a little bit when I put in the recipe. But basically, what you do is just make it into a dough. Like kneading your dough like you would normally. Now, the key part I found of the farata is how you make it flaky. You do that by rolling out the dough and then folding the edges of a dough to make it square. And then you roll it out again. So that kind of creates layers. And I was, as someone who makes pastries sometimes, I was very excited to learn that as a good way to make flaky meat pie. So the next time I make meat pie, I'm going to try it. So once that's done, you roll it out again. And then you heat up a good pan that doesn't burn easily. And then you just kind of make your flatbread, fry your flatbread on there. You fry on both sides and then you kind of brush each side with oil until your flatbread is ready. Frying each one will take no more than four minutes. Mm -hmm. That gives you your farata. Now for the gros pois, you need lima beans, which are also called butter beans. You need some tomato paste, a lot of curry powder, some peppers, onions, ginger, fenugreek seeds, dry thyme, cilantro, and cumin. Another key thing, I guess, that you use to make the gros pois, but I didn't use because I didn't find it early enough, is called drumstick. So no, this is not chicken. It's actually a vegetable. Hmm. That looks, I guess if I were to describe it, I would call it long green stick. 
Okay. <laughs> the botanical name is Moringa Olefa. Oh, Moringa, Mo- Moringa leaves. Yeah, that's what I, I think the leaves, I was thinking that because I saw the botanical name was Moringa Oleifera yeah, and I was like, pepe. this sounds really familiar. That Moringa thing sounds really familiar. I think parts hmm. of Nigeria, they use the powder or something. Yeah, I have it in my kitchen. What is it for? Is it like a superfood? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. But you can find, I found them actually, the fresh drumsticks sticks after I'd made the dish. I was like, well, this was helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you kind of cook it in the gros pois as well. But we didn't have that, so we left it out. So what you want to do is you basically soak your butter beans or your lima beans for about two to three hours and then boil till soft. I used the one in the can, so it was already kind of soft. Mm-hmm. So, But I still boiled it a little bit for like 20 minutes just to make it as soft as possible before cooking it a little bit more because you don't cook it too much once you make the sauce. So what you do is after your beans are done, you sweat out your peppers, onions, your ginger, basically everything apart from your beans, tomato and your curry powder. So you add all of that together and fry it out for maybe like two, three minutes. Then you add the tomato paste and the curry powder, about four tablespoons of curry powder. It was a lot of curry powder. And because you told me that time, this is your curry that you buy in markets, because you blew my mind. Oh, when I told you curry curry was not a spice. It's not a spice. So this is the curry spice (laughs) of my markets. Yeah, so this is the curry spice. There's curry, the sauce, Mm -hmm. and curry spice. But curry spice is a mix of other spices. So you add that. Interestingly, as an aside, there are curry leaves, but it's not the same as I know. I I'm know. Tired. Yes. <laughs> um, so you add, <laughs> going back to what we're talking about, you add your tomato paste and the curry powder until it forms a thick paste. And then you add your beans and water and allow to simmer for about 25 minutes. Speaking of curry leaves, this recipe also called for that, but I couldn't find them. Mm-hmm. And so I found that a good substitute for curry leaves is actually lime rind. Mm. Lime peel. And it was actually surprising. The zing, it was a very, you may not have noticed it with the dish, but when I put it in before and after, it really elevated the dish. Mm, I quite liked it. So you let that simmer for about another 20 minutes and stir every few minutes. And then if you want, you can add some chopped cilantro for a little extra flavor. And so we just ate all three of those together. Yeah. It was actually really surprising to me because when I ate it. Mm -hmm. Which one? no, I'm I'm going somewhere, Ijama. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. My bad. I was like, okay. Okay. So, when I picked it up, before I ate it, you were like, oh, this is for one dish. And I was like, okay. So, I ate them together. And it's really surprising to me that they were actually, like, three different dishes. Because <laughs> they go so well together. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. So, I liked all three of them, to be honest. First of all, anyone that's listening to this podcast knows I like me. So, the real guy was my favorite mm-hmm. um i also liked the spice level mm-hmm. and the flavor so i think the smokiness of the sausage actually went through very very well mm-hmm. so a plus would recommend um the the gros i thought was actually really interesting because you know i like beans mm-hmm. so it was really good i don't know how to explain it i think Maybe it was the lime rind or whatever it was you added. And I didn't even have much, mm-hmm. but it felt very filling. Mm-hmm. Just having it by itself, I didn't have to add anything else. And you folks know I'm notorious for adding extra things. Sometimes I'll add extra pepe. I'm surprised actually you didn't fry plantain to eat with that group because it was like beans. Did you? Oh, you know what? Did you? No, no, I didn't. Okay, good. I didn't. Yo, this thing will go very well with plantain, though. 
keep going. Like, no, 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 no. Think about this. Concept. Concept. No, seriously. <sighs> plantain. Fried plantain with grow. Ah! Mm! I feel like singing hallelujah. Amen. Come on. Come on, sis. Voracious. Talk to me. Talk to me. Somebody tried your food and decided she could elevate it with plantain. I'm not elevating it. I am accompanying. It's, a com- it's called a compliment. You understand? It will compliment plantain. You understand? <laughs> also, the flatbread was pretty good. It felt mm. like unleavened bread, to be honest. But that's what it is. Oh, okay. Flatbread is unleavened bread because it's not been leavened by yeast. Thank God. It was unleavened <laughs> bread. Because at first, I felt like a bush person trying to explain it. <laughs> like I was uncultured, but literally... <laughs> Yeah, it reminded me of communion bread. I was like, okay, hey, not bad. So communion bread has stew. Very nice. Wow. Okay. And beans. <laughs> Why some be- no bread and beans and stew? Have you tried that? It's so delicious though. Oh Lord, I'm mercy. Ah, don't worry. Okay. Mauritius, I planted. You have done well. Would recommend. Okay. Thank you. Your dish is beautiful. Well, three dishes. Yeah. No, Wonderful. all three. All three are actually delightful. And I was telling Yemi after I made the farata, I was like, huh. If I have the energy, I will just make this instead of buying wraps and flatbread. How has that worked out for you? No, I haven't done it yet. Good. Continue. I know. Keep it's talking. a lot of work. But no, the farata, even though it had no salt in it, I actually quite liked it. Mm-hmm. It went well with the sauces. I loved the flakiness of it. I felt like it had multi-layers. So I really loved that concept of doing the folds. Um, the hugai was, I think, a little sweet because of the tomatoes. At the same time, savory. It wasn't sharp tasting. I always worry about quick tomato sauces because I feel like tomato won't have time to cook properly, but it wasn't sharp tasting, so I like that as well. Um, the gros pois, I found I liked it, but it was a little bit sharp, and I think it was the curry for me. It was a lot of curry. and Maybe because I cooked it, I could tell. Mm-hmm. It was very spicy and not hot, just different intense spices coming together. And because of that, I think it went really well with the farata, which was kind of plain. So yeah, listeners, if you are looking for something new to try from Mauritius, give any of these a try or give them all a try. All the ingredients are easy to find. Even the farata is easy to make, but you can probably just try those sauces with any flatbreads. Thanks for listening. And we'll be coming to you in a bit from another country that's at the opposite end of the continent. Pat yourself on the back if you figured it out. Pat, pat. Bye. Thank you for listening. While the podcast airs every two weeks, we have a backlog of episodes just waiting for you to enjoy. The show is a collaboration between Tunuka Media and 234 Pantry. African My Kitchen is produced by Tunuka Media and co-hosted with 234 Pantry. So while on Instagram, visit both Tunuka Media and 234 Pantry. With Tunuka Media, you'll find out about more shows produced which aren't necessarily food-related, while on 234 Pantry, you will get more food-related content. For example, Tunuka Media also produces another show called Overlooked, which I host. All the links with the relevant information to connect with us are located in the show notes. Like, subscribe, and share within your community. We'd also really love for you to give the show a high rating wherever you enjoy your podcasts.